0: Hello? Mic check. One, two, one, two. Lats, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yo, dang, you sound all smooth. (laughs) Dope, I can hear you well. All right, word up, word up. Ladies and gents, this is MD Podcast Episode 15, and I'm glad that we are here today, man. Um, one of the main purpose of starting my podcast is to definitely highlight Filipino Americans doing their thing, whether it's in business, whether it's, whether it's in something creative, um, especially for those who are creating content and, um, this next guest right here, I met him as an MC, as a hip hop keyword. I met him my second year at in 2004. And... He always had that smooth style of lyricism about him, his own style, his own vibe. And I always fucked with that. And um, I like to document the evolution of hip hop heads as they get more, as they grow into their manhood and become mature and become a businessman and become um, successful and creative, you know? And he's one of the reasons why I was inspired to start my own podcast when we first got the idea. I was like, yo, that's dope. And it inspired me to start my own. And without no further ado, Cassie Fullerton alumni, ladies and gents. We got Albert Mono. Thanks what for up? having me, man. It's such an honor. <laughs> How you feeling, dog? How's, how's you know, everything going out there in Arizona? It's different.
1: It's definitely not California. And, and, and you know, I, I need to start off with... Uh, mm-hmm with making sure my truth is correct. I dropped out of Cal State Fullerton. I never graduated college, guys. I tried and tried and tried, and it just didn't work for me. But I will always and forever represent Cal State Fullerton and Fullerton in that nice little pocket of cities like your Belinda, Brea, Placentia, Anaheim, forever. Yeah, man, I tried and tried. If I'm being real with you, I tried and tried. Uh, you know hey, i didn't even know that jumping straight into i didn't even know that theta as soon as i, I joined and then already not being a, a studious type I, I truly was not man i mean i, I was rocking like a 2.0 2.5 throughout high school and i was i was a very capable kid i just didn't care like i truly did not care about school so my purpose of I'd like. I'd be lying to you if I said my purpose <laughs> of moving to SoCal was to, was to be the first kid to graduate college. I thought that was the plan, but that, that that quickly changed. And not to start off on that note, I just thought I'd be. You know, I I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to front for anyone listening. Like, yo, that Word guy. That, that guy never. That guy never graduated, and they're gonna call. No, me it's out. all
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. No, you're good.
1: No, dude, I take. I take no offense.
0: <laughs> that's that's my bad laugh. Yes, that's sir. my bad. <laughs> I didn't didn't know that, but this is what the podcast is about. We are gonna catch up and we're gonna catch up on some lost times, because at some point, ladies and gents, like, I spent a lot of time with Alvin, Shasta Homie, Peter, uh, Kodak, and uh, to everybody that went to Cal State Fullerton, we was just some young hip hop heads, fresh out of our cities, you know? Um, So before I get into the story, I just, you know i always ask my guests the most important question of all for me i always ask them right. where and where they were raised and how they, uh, they yes, and sir. how they originated yes, there you know and i know a little bit of your background i know you were born in germany right frankfurt 80s, germany baby. 80s, baby. and what year were you born g 86 and from- he was in the army so, okay, so, so what happened was my, so my grandma in the
1: navy or met army? this white dude who was wow. my grandpa but not by blood uh way younger i want to say she was at least 20 plus years older than him talk about like rocking the cradle and he was in the navy this guy reuben and they ended up getting married and he took mm-hmm. her back to hawaii which was you know full of mm-hmm. navy bases active navy bases at the time and By the time they made it back to Hawaii, my grandma petitioned for my dad to come out to Hawaii and to join them. And by the time my dad made it to Hawaii and got a taste of what, you know, because that's like Mm -hmm. the island version of the United States. By the time he got a taste of it, that's when he decided to um, enlist into the army and to to make it a real thing. Because, you know, just because you make it out of the Philippines over to Hawaii, it doesn't mean you have your life made out for you. So he was thinking about like, how could I, how could I do this to take care of? Um, cause I believe at the time he, my mom was already with my sister, um, back in the Philippines and he was in, the, in, in Hawaii, you know, working and trying to figure it out. And so mm-hmm. I believe the army was his next move. Yes, sir. They, they met on a blind date.
0: Go ahead. So your mom and dad met in the Philippines and- uh, Go ahead, go ahead. So they met in the Philippines, right?
1: They met in the Philippines through through a mutual friend on a blind date. I, I think you're yo, yo, out. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. How now. about now? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, so let's let's take it back to the story. So mom sure. and dad met in the Philippines. Yes, sir. And then you're old you have an older sister or younger sister older sister four years and she's she was already born in the philippines she was, born, when this happened. she was born in the philippines yep so by the time your dad joined the navy he already had a wife and a kid but by the time he joined the army
1: he had all oh, right i'm sorry the yep, army. i believe he joined the army right around the time my sister was born mm. because the amount of years he put into the military versus how old my sister is i think they're equivalent so i think that's how um, he was able to keep track of just how long, because how old my sister is I, is, I believe, how by the time he retired, I, I want to man, I, I can't, I can't put a number on how many years he was in the military, but 20, 20 something plus years.
0: Wow. And you only have one sister, right? One, one, one sibling. sibling. Yes, sir. So basically when he went to Hawaii, how old was he? Shoot. Oh, man.
1: Like early 20s. I want to say early 20s man
0: he was young dude and then he was basically with to 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 join his mom and his technically his stepdad exactly exactly it was like that
1: you know that that opportunity of the american dream right and so Mm -hmm. not to say like not to say that my grandma was using him but my grandma you know my grandma knew now that she was able to reap the benefits of my grandpa having, I call him my grandpa, uh, having his citizenship. Mm-hmm. She, she knew at the time, too, that she could use that to leverage petitioning her kids to help them get out of the Philippines, uh, which she did. Um, all four of her kids made it out of the Philippines.
0: And I love hearing these stories about how Filipinos come to the country, bro. This is this is a trip. I love it. So, damn, your pops is in his 20s, and he gets stationed out in Germany at what age? What year? Nineteen
1: eighty like 1985 I want to say because I was born shortly after they moved to the to Germany and then I want to say we were in Germany no more than two to three years
0: before we went to, so but before we went to the United States So by the time he moved there he took so when he moved to Hawaii your mom and your sister didn't go with yep, him. yep exactly and he didn't and, and then, he wasn't a part of the army yet he wasn't part of the army yet and then when he moved to uh, Germany, uh, what did, did mom and sister go follow him there, or it took a while for them to follow?
1: That's when they were finally able to connect, and I, I believe it's because once he finally um, officially was a part of the army, he he was able to say, "Hey, I have a wife and kid back in the Philippines," wow. and, and and back in, back in those days, the paperwork for that kind of stuff was a little bit more lenient. You know that process. Um, mm-hmm. is, is way more difficult because I remember meeting someone when I was recently in the Philippines and she had told me that and this was a person that comes from like good money and it was her her, mm-hmm. her siblings and her parents were just trying to come to the Philippines recently to visit and they, they did that whole like at the embassy the interview process and they only, appro- mm-hmm. they only approved her parents and her and her two siblings got denied for whatever reason like that's how strict it is just to visit it's that strict now so you can imagine yeah
0: so, what year were you born in Germany, bro?
1: Nineteen eighty six. Eighty six, yes, right? sir.
0: And what? What's your, what's
1: your birthday? Last August thirtieth. Wow, you're a Leo like me. Virgo, so we're right on the cusp. Le- so Le- it's Leo, Virgo, Leo, Virgo, Libra, right? When's When's mm-hmm. your birthday?
0: I'm August sixth. Nice.
1: Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. August. Th- <laughs> I'm August thirtieth. So I think the cutoff for Virgo is eight. To like August twenty two or August twenty three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Bam, you're born, <coughs> you're born 86 and your sister is four. <coughs> you got a four year old sister. Exactly, exactly. At this point, and how old's mom at this point? I my, my mom's
1: a a few years older than pops. So shoot, let me just do the math real quick. They're like in their sixties now. Uh, my my pops is 1963, and my pop my mom's 1960
0: okay they're in their uh, they're in their uh so f- yeah my, so to get my mom was about 26, 26 my mom was about 26 years old by the time she had me wow and the point of this is like I always think about the parents and the, the sacrifices your parents right. made imagine that Alvin imagine that fool you got a wife and a kid back in the Philippines and you're out there traveling the world and you're not with them yeah. you know that's, that's rough great that's fucked up that's pretty tough so you ever look at your pops like damn, pops made some crazy sacrifices too to get it to and get and get me where i'm at and raise me and because now that we're adults Alvin, you ever feel like fuck we're adults now that was them that was our mom and dad they were adults then like young adults trying to figure it out right
1: you know it was hard for me to have that appreciation um it it, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's kind of like when you don't truly live or experience that it's hard for you to put that into perspective Mm -hmm. for yourself right but Mm -hmm, like you said mm -hmm. the older we get uh, you you tend to get a little more humble a little more wise and so Mm -hmm. yes i i realized as i got older how much that guy hustled you know how much he he really sacrificed a lot just to make sure that we could have a better life than he did um, and I, I, def, I definitely huh. adopted that, right? I definitely adopted his hustle and his ambition. You know, I made it my own, obviously, but I, I can say the way he he grinded it out all those years um, rubbed off on me. Yeah,
0: for for a for a guy with a dad that was in the military, Harry, you you seem pretty chill. Like you're not like a. I don't know, dog, because I heard some stories where like, they can be, dads can be strict, dads can be very rigid, especially coming from the army, military, like, on a scale of one to ten, how how strict was your like dad? Eight, nine. Mm, yeah, pretty up there, so he, pretty yeah, up there. Yeah,
1: he was very strict, bro. It's just like, you know, I think I try to separate, I, I think I try there. to separate the two. I try not to outwardly project how I was raised, you, you know, because I think that's, that's where my own personal, like, like my own personality should shine. But don't get me wrong dude like I, mm-hmm. I feared my pops my mom used to use um f- for those that speak tagalog you know she, if ever i got in trouble she'd be like La you know like like what <laughs> she you say it in tagalog like i couldn't i can't say it perfectly but she'd be like wait till your dad gets home and those were those were like the words of death right and it would just be me either me talking back to her or me like saying no or me not listening but the second she was like wait until your dad gets home that was like a de- that was like a death sentence
0: it was enough to get yeah, you scared and get yeah, your heart yeah. beating so fast sure, and that's when you know so for sure mm-hmm. i had f-
1: a lot of fear and respect for my pops i, I did for my mom it's <laughs> just so she wasn't as scary right because like the most mom would do is like pinch, pinch you know pinch me mm-hmm. and like try to hit me with a slipper but you know it, it, it it's not it's not the same fear shout out to mom I, I love you mom mm-hmm. i'm just saying like when the, that, that, that the fear mm-hmm. of pops the a whole is a
0: whole different thing especially when they come <laughs> from like it's true man that that military thing man. and he's filipino at that and he's yeah, filipino yes, at sir. that yes, okay He's Filipino. And um, all right, bam. So what year did you guys move from Frankfurt, Germany you know, to I'm, I'm
1: fuzzy on the exact time frame, but I, I remember my parents telling me that we weren't. I was out of Germany by the time I was like two years old. So I want to say we were in Washington state by 19. Yes, first, first. I, I think I remember state hearing first. that we touched down in Texas first just to kind of um, sort things out. But I, I wouldn't say we were in Texas for very long, like maybe months, you know, and if, if you know, maybe uh-huh. less than a year. I don't know, but that's not a significant, significant part of my memory because we weren't there for so long. But I want to say I was like three going on four by the time we touched down in um, Washington state. And that that's where my dad was and first so stationed for sure in the United
0: States. So how long were you guys in Washington sure. state?
1: Um, to like seven so maybe like four years
0: so you, so you spent some time in three, Washington three to state four years. yeah and then from there
1: Hayward from there to San Francisco so there to fiscal yeah, and first lived on the presidio and so that was a military base that was still open at the time and that was like 19 mm-hmm. shoot 1991 maybe 1990. Mm-hmm. I want to say like 1991, mm-hmm. 1992 was when we moved to San Francisco.
0: What was going on in your head bro? Do you remember this? What was going on in your uh, head? First thoughts of San Francisco? I remember
1: thinking like, dang, like, we got to do this again. Like I think that's when I started to understand like, what <laughs> moving was, but I, it didn't really hit me fully. Yeah, I, I still was just a kid that wanted to have friends and play outside. And the good thing about, you know, being an army brat or a military brat is there's always going to be kids because there's always people moving around just like you. So it was not too hard to make friends, um, but I really mm-hmm. I really wasn't able to grasp anything. I, like, I wasn't able to grasp like, oh, this is dope. I live in San Francisco or like, oh, the Golden Gate Bridge is just right there. Like I wasn't able to grasp any of that. I just knew that it was a big, big, busy city with lots of cars and skyscrapers, and it was very different compared to Washington. That's what I was able to kind of um, compare and make the difference of.
0: Wow! So from there, how many how many months we were were there for at least two years? Two years. So by the time you reach Hayward, you're you're really nine nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow So what's the difference between Hayward and Frisco What would you think What are the main differences Culture wise You know, in, Like In San Francisco I
1: really associated it to a lot of Chinese folks I was like Man, man there's a lot of Chinese <laughs> people out here and, and the reason why I thought that Is because coming from Washington You didn't see that many Asian people You know clustered together And then I thought San Francisco was super busy And super like crowded right And then to move to Hayward It was Uh it felt kind of like it, I'm not trying to call it a small town, but it felt like a small town vibe compared to San Francisco. Things felt slow. Things felt slower. Yeah. The houses and the buildings were smaller. There were <clears throat> railroad tracks. You see what I'm saying? There were shopping plazas. You can see like schools with grass fields, and you don't see that in San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Like in San Francisco, it's just a big um, cement playground because they don't have the luxury of like depending on the school you go to right and they don't have the luxury of grass fields so i thought like hayward was oh this is different it's like a smaller chill more calm city and then we actually finally didn't live on a base we just lived in a regular old house so that was like the first house that i associate that's like in my in my mind that's the first home home that we lived in
0: oh nice bro your mom and dad still live in there man we
1: shoot (laughs) we sold that house when we left uh, Hayward to move to Vegas
0: oh whoa whoa. okay so you guys you guys went to Vegas so we were in Hayward for about
1: 5 years Um, so from from age 8 to age from basically 3rd grade to 7th grade I was in Hayward and then I was in Vegas for 8th grade and then back to Hayward in ninth grade and then we moved out to a city called Oakley um From sophomore year to senior year, and the way I'm around a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. And so the way I come, the way I compare Oakley to Hayward is like Corona Riverside to Fullerton. So you can like live in the city ish area, and then and then you can you can push (coughs) out to like Corona Riverside for cheaper living. You see what I'm saying? and so at the the time that's what oakley brentwood was the oakley brentwood area was where people would work in the city still like san mateo oakland san francisco but they live out in like brentwood oakley uh because houses were hella cheap but it was it was far it was like an hour plus drive with traffic
0: moving around a lot do you think in any way has it affected your capability to have some long time long lasting friendships how are you with maintaining and developing friendships you think it's affected you in any way for the good or for the I'd bad say
1: for the good man uh, you know i the the downside i'd have to say is probably not being able to keep up with all the different people that i met mm-hmm. especially because <laughs> things like facebook and smartphones weren't a thing because it makes it easier to keep in touch with someone so there are some significant people in my memory that I wish I still was able to reach out to because it's like man like I remember I remember playing with you know with you and your brothers I remember like playing outside with these folks but of course we lost touch over time that's probably the downside but the, the positive side is you know it, it helped me learn how to make friends over and over and over again because it was you know it was yeah. either uh, sink or swim right she show up you show up to a new school mm-hmm. it's like am I gonna be that that punk loner kid or am i going to do what i can to try to initiate conversation and make friends and even if i even if i talk to some 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 folks who i think are cool but we don't end up hanging out that's a start and i can start kind of like maneuvering my way you know through class and so i say all that because hayward is where i I really established the the lifelong friendships that i still have to this day um and and that's the reason why i really associate it as my hometown So even though the most years spent there was six five consecutive Then i moved back for that one year but just those six years alone man i mean i i built some some friendships that to this day i still talk to those folks like at least
0: two to three times a week yeah that's dope dude so all right bam so you graduate so you what high school did you go to it was man and so
1: even in when i moved to oakley brentwood we still moved like two times i changed schools twice out there i graduated from a school a high school in antioch called deer valley high school and the reason why i even went to that school is i decided for my senior year to transfer there to be with my girlfriend at the time like a punk like a chump so i already i already had made i made like a little <laughs> click of filipino homies shout out renz shout out cave shout out little john gabe if you, if you ever listen to this like i, I made yeah, some yeah. homies at, at the other school but i had a girlfriend at the time and she was like i'd really like if you could transfer to my my school for see C- because for. she was like then we can do all the senior activities together we can do this this and that and um and i did it um, but that ended up ba- that ended up backfiring uh, on me because
0: uh, yeah, it just ended up backfiring on me. So, so you went to three different high schools. So first in so- freshman sophomore year, you went to one high school. Yeah. Then junior year, you three. went to a different high school. Three and different. So year,
1: freshman went, freshman that's exactly. A trip. <laughs> and so freshman that's a trip, was tennis in high school in uh, in Hayward. Sophomore, junior year was Freedom High School in Oakley. And then senior year was Deer Valley High School in Antioch. And even like my, ele- so like my junior high years was split up between three different schools. My my my, ele- my, oh my elementary God. years yeah. was split up between one to three different schools. So like, I'm, I'm telling you, like I moved around a lot. And so what, you know, you talked about like long lasting relationships and, excuse me, how it affected it for the good and the bad. You know by the (laughs) by the time we moved away from hayward i was fed up i was 15 you start having that attitude and a stronger sense of personality you you know you think you know what you want you think you know what you want to be doing so by the time i was 15 i was fed up and that's when i started checking out of caring about my academics you know i just did enough to get by because i i I was so unmotivated i was sick of making new friends i actually didn't like the area that i was in because it it was just too much you know by that age it felt like it was too much and i i wasn't like oh i hate my mom and dad for this i was just more like this this situation sucks so i got a job right away like at 15 i got a job selling newspaper subscriptions because i wanted to make my own money i wanted to be able to pay for my own stuff i wanted to feel quote unquote independent
0: always been a hustler always been a
1: hustler yeah yeah
0: for sure um so bam okay let, let me skip around real quick so at what point, dog, what's your earliest re- uh, recollections of hip-hop? Bruh. And, and whatever Heyward. city you land, like... Or, Man, hey, So, I, how, I old, how old were I was you like, first? From?
1: When did Reasonable Doubt drop? That's that's right there. That's when I first... That's when I 96. first listened to rap. My sister was the one that was buying rap and R&B CDs um, from, like, Sam Goody, you know, or Rasputin. Those were the places you'd buy it from. And so she brought home... Mm-hmm. In, in hayward there was this back house that they i think it was must have been like a shed that they converted it to like a a, a, a garage band room the, the people that lived there before us and then soon enough we converted that to an in-law unit for my grandma and grandpa the ones that were living in hawaii that my dad that helped my dad get out bless you be- before we converted that, it was just a big empty room. So, my sister, we had a, a boombox in there, and my, my sister and I were just playing in that room because we just use that as a playroom. And she played Reasonable Doubt. And the song that I heard that cha- changed everything for me was Ain't No Like the One I Got No One Can no one I You got. Better. And I was just like,
0: uh-uh. What true. the
1: hell is he saying? <laughs>
0: So, this is 96, man. So uh, That was the first CD that was given to me by my friend. I was in fifth grade when that came out. So, if I was in fifth grade, exactly. you must have been in third.
1: So, then wow. I was eight. Wow. Young. So, I was eight years old. But here's what's funny. I think I still try to keep my innocence. Like, not that I was, like, saying, oh, I... I- it's not like I haven't heard explicit stuff, right? Like my dad was watching R-rated movies around us. But what I'm getting at is I remember like <laughs> buying the Space Jam soundtrack and loving all of those songs. I remember I remember uh writing down all the lyrics to Gangster's Paradise by Julio because I just yeah, thought, yeah. you know, yeah minute after minute, hour after hour. Like I loved I loved the way he was rhyming so like it was it was just very like chill, you know. I like I liked his chill style. And, and I, I realized mm-hmm. that I like kind of that like hood sound, but then I was still like leaning into things like the Space Jam soundtrack, which was like a bunch of random songs, which also and around that yeah, time yeah, that yeah. I also got turned on to, um, to R&B heavy because Keith, Keith, Keith Sweat yeah, was nah, doing nah, it, nah. Immature was doing it. Brandy Monica ah, was doing it SWV was know. doing it You know what I'm saying So know. Total was doing yes, it sir. Yes That's around sir. the time That I realized The East Coast was popping It probably was through Jay-Z Right That turned me on And I was like What Biggie What uh, Mace What Puffy And then like Oh and then there's This beef with Tupac And that's what really Led me into it So but I would still Give credit to Reasonable
0: Doubt Jay-Z Is, is what Is what put me on Okay Sick so at what point did you start writing lines how old were you bro start writing some lines 15
1: you know because it wasn't until 14 15. i want to say 14 15. and it was just the homies yeah, messing yeah, around yeah, yeah. and then you know we we start like calling each other out yo you know try to freestyle try to freestyle and so it came around to me and i'm not trying to toot my own horn but everyone noticed like holy crap you're pretty good at this you see what i'm saying like they pointed it out
0: yeah yeah so you you know
1: then we just like yeah we all all started like hyping each other up and it's like let's try writing some music and i mean i'm telling you i don't don't know where those songs are but they were trash they were trash bro but
0: i'd say around 13
1: 15 was when i first tried
0: and and you started it off freestyling first. Was. Like you were definitely freestyling, yeah. See what I'm saying? You 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 come from that real core of hip hop. Like people who can freestyle. I think the next challenge is to translate and that. that and that's that always tragedy. been a challenge
1: for me. You know, like so prop, props, props to the mm-hmm. to the homie Marlon D man. <coughs>
0: oh, thank you, thank you, man. Um, so hold up, so senior year it's time for apply for colleges what the hell is going I said, on let apply? me or junior yeah. year it was actually mm-hmm. junior year. we started applying for colleges so senior year you gotta figure it out what's your plan i was like, thinking, what are you thinking about? i think
1: i want to get away from the bay
0: area <laughs> yeah 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 you're ready, ready you're, to you're ready to move again
1: and and, wow. and really it was it was really on yeah, that rebellious so- tip you know i just in my mind i was like i need to get away from dad's rules i, I need to get out from uh, under dad's house so i can be my own man and i was in for a treat right because mm-hmm. it's like easier said than done so i applied the sf state sfsu i applied to cal State, uh, cal state fullerton csuf i applied to um Cal State, Long Beach, CSULB. I applied to San Diego State, SDSU. Definitely got denied you by San camp Diego camp? and Long Beach. Grades were not good enough whatsoever. Got accepted into SF State and Cal State Fullerton.
0: I had a, I had a choice. So you had a choice. I'm going to get the fuck out. So you land in Cal State Fullerton 2004. All right, ladies and gents, I'm gonna I'm going to paint you guys a picture. This is where I come in. So, <laughs> so we are in Cal State Fullerton. This is my second year, and uh, I am part of the Filipino Pasa. American Association. Pasa. It's called uh, Pasa, and we we always hang out. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the alumni. What up? What up? Shout um, to TDB. Shout out to, uh, TDB, Yo, shout out to shout Baby McClung Delta. The whole, the whole, the whole crew. Everybody. So. We always kick it downstairs at the, spot, <laughs> at the spot called TSU. Underground. At the pub. And uh, in the underground. And we always go there every time we're killing time between classes. So, of course, we're, you know, we're freestyling. We're, we're just our homie Eves and Jeff was beatboxing. I was rhyming. And then next thing I know, I look to my left. <laughs> there's a dude wearing an SF Giants hat. Pop to the side, you know? And he busted in the cypher. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay. So I stood back and just let him. Like, I watched him go off. And I was like, oh, respect, respect. And that's how I met Alvin, you know. Off that. I met him rapping. So I'm always going to. I'll never forget that. And all right, so take take it from there. So you landed Fullerton. What's going on in your head? You know, I'm in Orange County. What the fuck? I I don't tell this story enough,
1: but it's time. It's time to to tell it because it's worth it's worth noting why even landed in Cal State Fullerton.
0: Yes. MG so podcast what happened exclusive. here was their
1: hotel parties, we called them tellies in the Bay area were for were, were very, very popular. <laughs> and let's just say that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, even if a friend of a friend was having a hotel party, you still somehow got the invite. So we'd show up and I remember rolling through to one late night. Um, and then I try like flirting with a girl who I already had known from uh, previous years, but we weren't, we weren't like dating or talking. We were just simply flirting with one another. And, in barges this guy who i don't really know and he's pissed because he can tell i'm kind of on his girl and i didn't know that that was his girl and Mm -hmm. i I later learned that they weren't even together they just might have been like talking and you know the word talking back in the day it still means Mm -hmm. something right so then he storms off Actually, he he actually didn't say anything to me he just looked really upset with her then he leaves and I, I actually thought in that moment there was going to be a fight because I actually didn't even have my boys with me. I think I might have been alone just hanging out with some friends of some friends. And then so the night ends, I go home and mm-hmm. no, think nothing of it, right? And then fast forward like a week or two, me and my boys th- are throwing a hotel party in Union City. And there's a lot of us, I want to say like 25, 30 of us in, 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 a, in a hotel room. And out of nowhere the dude from that previous week barges into our party and he's with like three homies and he's like mean mugging us so like literally he showed up to the party to start beef but here's where it's it it made no sense to us because he walks in and literally like 20 of us guys are like yo what's wrong with these four dudes over there like 20 of us bro and sure enough one of them goes yo what's up with you guys you guys got a problem and then they're just like staring all hard and you can tell they were literally there looking to pick a fight and one thing you know let's not go here's what happens i try stepping in the middle of it all and i say yo you guys are real stupid right now there's like 20 of us and like four of y'all I really suggest you guys leave. And that was always me. I I would always try to be the peacemaker. There there were some times where I might have instigated because I was being stupid. But for the most part, I tried to calm things down. The next thing you know, that didn't work. One of the bigger bros punches one of them in the face. It turns into a big, it turns into a hotel (laughs) lobby brawl. Um, The homie's mom was the manager of that hotel. So we got a copy of the tape. And so you just see like five fights in like five different corners. They run off because they hear the cops are coming. We run off everyone leaves we regroup at someone's house and this is we were all a part of hayward but there was different sides so our crew was kind of more of a south side hayward crew even though we weren't kind of any kind of gang we were just a set you know a set of homies and their set was from yeah. west side hayward and we had mutual homies on either side that weren't beefing so phone calls were made and basically what set what was said was Yo, they're not done. They want to continue this. That's what they said it to us. So then we said, "Fine, let's do this." So we regrouped. Um, we were supposed to head towards the meeting spot, and as we do, we actually pass by them on the side of the road, and it appears that they have guns. And we didn't roll that way. Oh, None of us shit. had guns. We could, we barely even had pocket knives. We don't like roll around. With, we didn't roll around with bats. We truly yeah, were just yeah. friends that would hang out. But for some reason, our our group trouble trouble almost always seemed to find us right so i'm in the car with one of the bigger bros and that girl that all this beef started off with she's actually with us um but here's the thing like i wasn't even trying anything like she just so happened to be at the same party so it's kind of like bad luck was following her and us at the same time so she was riding shotgun um the homie min shout out min you know this guy was one of our guardian angels that night you know on top of god and then Min was driving and I was in the back seat. It was the three of us. And then so as we passed by those cars, they must have noticed. Someone must have been like, yo, that's them right there. Let's go get them. So next thing you know, they hop in their cars. We look in our rearview mirror and Min's like, yo, I think one of the cars are following us. So he tries shaking them. He, he, he tries cutting left, cutting right. He tries, you know, turning at this light, turning at the stop sign. They actually are honest the whole time. He, I remember at one point he hopped on the freeway exited got back on the freeway and they were still behind us the whole time then he exits and Hayward comes back to the whole. like he starts heading back towards the homie's house we're at a side street the car is still behind us and we go at a stop sign we we gun it then the car behind us cuts cuts to the left and then pulls p- pulls up to, to the side oh to the left God. side of the car the passenger rolls down his window and fires off five shots pop 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 I'll never forget. It sounded just like that. But here's the thing. As soon as the car started pulling up on the side of us, the homie Ben goes, yo, yo, they're pulling up. Get down. Get down. As soon as the car pulls up right next to us, the homie slams his brakes. So the car flies by. Then as soon as they fly by, the homie turns the car around and starts driving like a madman. Left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left. And then sure enough, they lo- we lost them. Then he slowly... Then he slowly makes his way Shock. back to the homie's house. And we're like, yeah, they shot at us. They were chasing us. And we examined Min's car and only one bullet hit the front left fender. The other four missed us.
0: Wow.
1: So after that,
0: after, after that, so- I went
1: home. Okay, go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. And it was really late, but I, I went home and that was the night I decided that I was going to Go to cal state fullerton to to break up the what seems to be trail of bad luck following us and saying you know i i think if i stay behind um we're just going to keep ending up in the same cycle so let me be one of the let me be one of the first to 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 to, to break that uh, job, to Alan. break that cycle and let, let me break up out of this bubble and do and do something different
0: so when they shot at you guys they were they they pulled up right next to you guys and you guys pressed exactly. the brake. so they kind of like sped away i, I, I
1: think if he wouldn't have hit the wow. brakes i think they could have been some serious trouble
0: yes yeah. man thank god bro thank you for sharing and thank you for, yeah, vulnerable, for being vulnerable wow that's that's a, i Because yeah, it's, never it's not that. something i want to
1: lead in with because it, it kind of sends the wrong message oh this guy thinks he's hard you know what i mean but now that i'm now that I'm alive at 34 yeah. years old, I think it's worth starting to share my truth of, like, that's really what altered my course, bro. That, that true that night truly altered
0: my course. That's the, that's the whole point of the podcast, too, to like kind of, like, highlight people's turning corners. There's, there's, yeah, and there's turning points in their lives that it'll change us to the trajectory. Like, it'll yes, put us yes, into sir. a different trajectory, you know? And that's one of them right there. Bam! So... You you, escape, you basically escape death and you travel to Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, this is fall of 2004, oh. right? So, damn, what what is going on? In, and you uh, declare to, like to be what major? You declare like to be what major? Okay, so you land, and who's the first? Where yep. do you live? Did we you find a place the, yet? Um,
1: What's going on? What call it? Deer Park? Deer Park. What are those? What are those, what are those apartments? <laughs> yeah, called? Deer yeah, park? yeah. Where? yeah Homestead, right across the, uh, oh Homestead, no it's called Homestead right? Park. yeah man I was there and right it was across right across, from across Target. Target yes sir right across from the there's a Payless shoe store there a there's, st-
0: um, mm-hmm. there's a there's yeah, a movie there's yeah. like a blockbuster like a blockbuster like a movie spot, spot a laundromat. There. Um, uh, there was uh, a Del Taco across, across the Del Taco there was a, a gas station right there
1: it was a uh, yeah, yeah. Classic so I lived time. there for two yeah. years. Brandon Ferlin was my roommate. The first, the, the first. That's four right. years. Four years or five years?
0: That's. He's where's in. He uh, in oh, where's in he at?
1: Anaheim or La Habra? He's in the OC. He's in the OC. He's like right near Disneyland.
0: Oh wow.
1: He's still there, man. He's still He's there right now.
0: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Um, fucking Brad, damn old school, shit right there. Okay, so you uh, you know him Deer from Deer Valley where High though? School. He was in where do English you know class. him from
1: exactly? And he was and so, going to Cal State, so Florida he was too. actually.
0: And here's okay, the thing, <laughs>
1: and I don't know how much Brandon knows about that whole shooting part, but he literally the next day he had to been like the first or second person I told. Him. I literally called him, I said, Yo, let's be roommates. I'm gonna go Cal State, Fullerton. And I'm, I'm, yeah. So you Not called even, him, like, you the called him day. a
0: couple weeks after.
1: Yeah, because he was already he putting him. the pressure on like, me. Yo. He was like, Have you made up your mind? Have you made up your mind? Are you going to go to SF State? or Are you going to go to Council of And he said, You know, if you're going to go to Council Fullerton, you got to let me know quick because we got to try to get a dorm. And that didn't work because it was too late by the time we decided. <laughs> that's why we ended up at the homestead. We had to get an apartment. My parents hated the idea. They're like, You're going to get an apartment. Yeah, but if you think about it, it was only like, not only, but compared to now, the rent was seven forty two fifty, so 740 bucks each for a two-bedroom, one-bath, for a 2 beds, oh, oh, be- yeah. Each, and, 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 for uh, each, each of y'all. I guess it's kind of cheap. I don't know. It still sounds expensive to me.
0: I re- Ladies and gents, I remember that yeah. apartment very well. I spent a lot yes, of time sir. there, too, with Brandon and Alvin um a lot yeah, a man. lot of freestyling went on a lot of a, a lot of a lot of ra- uh just going over beats and um okay so <laughs> so did you guys have financial aid did you guys how or how was it like how did you guys survive how did you guys was your financial aid was brandon, your loans like how did you guys brandon do helped me get I know i had a job bro. at um
1: what's it called Sport chalet they're not even a business anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my first job moving into SoCal. Uh, I hated it. I didn't last very long. And I I don't know his financial situation. I, I want to say he ha- definitely had to work to help pay the bills, and he might have been getting some kind of financial assistance, and perhaps his mom might have been helping him. Um, don't quote me on that. But for me, mm-hmm. it was all Pops, bro. Pops was helping me out, and thankfully because he was in the military my tuition was free uh be, because it was like nice. that. I, I forgot what it's called some kind of vet tuition something assistance um
0: yeah. yeah yeah man veterans assistance I, yeah
1: you gotta think i don't have very many regrets but it's like man i really put that one to waste
0: <laughs> free free tuition man so <laughs> so mm-hmm so Alvin you come yes, there as business administration I met you my second yes, year which is 04 and uh I, I we kept in touch till I graduated so oh5 uh, 0- yep. 04, 05, oh five6 but so the time I got up out of there 07 I was still kicking it with you so what happens when I graduate 2007 when I actually let me take that back ladies and gents. uh yeah my last class that I took was was Christmas of uh, I graduated Fullerton class of 2007. Like by 2007, I was done taking classes. I graduated the following uh, spring of 08, oh, I believe. I forgot. But I leave Cal State Fullerton. What happens to you? This is where I, I lose touch with You know what? And this Alvin. is where I
1: lose touch with Alvin. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, bro.
0: Oh, wow. This is where i lose touch i i don't know you know I, I was then. just i was living a what fast happened... a fast young stupid life you know uh, mm-hmm. so by the way ladies and gents i skipped something very important i skipped something very important fall of 2004 you pledge yes, for sure. theta delta yes, beta sure. okay let's take it from there what Let's take it from there. What's that what's that experience like? I mean, I I was there. I was there. I saw it firsthand. But for our listeners, all right, you joined the fraternity and then how was that? I like? honestly I didn't think
1: I'd ever be the fraternity type. Um, I honestly did it because my dad told me not to do it. And so I, that just shows you how rebellious I was.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: really was that kid. So if you if there was a fire burning to the right and you said, Don't play with that fire, the second you turned your back, I was gonna go and play with that fire. That was just the way I did it.
0: Um, <laughs> so you you joined the fraternity fall you got, this is your first know, year dude. dog yeah. you joined it wow so yep. you got in that fall you got pledged so by the time spring already came have around letters, you had your 18,
1: letters a, little eighteen year old kid you had your letters from from Hayward like I was from Hayward being from the Bay was a very new thing. It, it, yeah, Roland I mean, Dolo too. Roland Brandon Dolo. was there, but I mean, he, you know, he wasn't exactly. Brandon, so but I, I had Dolo to hold for it the most down, and it wasn't until uh, fall 2K5 until three more heads show up in the Bay Area, and then we start kind of growing our little family, but... You know it was different uh people called me jiggy a lot in the fraternity like, y'all Yo, you jiggy because i used to wear like do-rags still so i was still sh- i was still shedding the 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 oversized clothes and 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 the like the, that 50 cent swagger that i was like holding on to from from the the end of my high school days and and so Man, i, mean, I still, still did like a- the hat cocked mm-hmm. to the side but then the shirt started to fit a little bit better the the, sh- the pants started to fit a little bit better and, you know, I'd say even though I, I can't attribute like educational success to the fraternity, and I'm not trying to either place educational failure on the fraternity, um, what happened is they quickly bro- broke me out of my shell, is they showed me that I had a voice, they showed me that I had the ability to lead, they showed me that I was, I was able to take like a fire inside of me and kind of spread it and, and let people follow along and, and kind of build that that cause that people want to follow and you know we went on a long run man like um, what happened was the old school bros in the fraternity at the time were worried about the future of theta because a lot of them were starting to get old and tired and old and tired you know what that means like by the standards of today they were still very very young but you could only you could only stay so active running those board meetings and all that for so long you know what i mean and so um, I yeah, I yeah. was a part. I'm not gonna say I did it or I carried it on my my back. I'm not taking any of that kind of credit. I'm saying I was a part of that torch, that collective torch that, that was reignited and we 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 ran with it. People like Alvin Wynn, Narvian Terrachot, Dion Bagaporo, you know, um, Alvin Anole. Derek Cakely and like th- those are the names you know and then Jeff Rockwell like there was a lot of us that like pushed this thing forward but be- before that I felt alone for a solid for a solid year I felt like fish out of water and and just trying just trying to yeah, adjust yeah. to my surroundings that was one of the hardest adjustments because you c- you can call the Bay Area melting pot Marlin, but you cannot call SoCal especially at that time of um At that point in time, 2004, Orange County was not a melting pot. There was still a lot of like separation. You could see it, you know, towards that wall on the other side, the black folks would kick it, you know? And then there was the whole, um, what do you call them? Uh, Panhellenic, the actual Greek (laughs) council, right? It was all white folks all white folks and they had they had the token hispanics they had the token blacks they had the token asians but it was primarily white and then there was us mcgc and that was a whole different world right and so you could still very much feel the separation i didn't have a problem with it but that took some adjusting because the area that i'd come from was a, a very big
0: melting pot you know where it didn't feel that separated so bam, ladies and gents, me and Alvin pledged around the same time, two different two different fraternities. But I kicked with them a lot, so you would see you would see yep, two yep. cats with two different sweaters on, right? Always walking with each other, always rapping with each other, always going to each other's events. He went to my event when I got pledged in to my uh, my ceremony, and uh, I would go to I would go fuck with him, like him and Peter, a lot. So like okay so that's first year and then by second year we're still kicking it take me to your second year of college how was that like was it were you still wilding out was that, it like parties was that was like, prime time like what was happening that was prime time
1: <laughs> by by the second year you gotta think I, I was i was in a relationship um but in terms of yeah like, yeah
0: yeah
1: my swagger right, right you know i'll just call it my swagger Like not that i thought i was like looking back i thought it was hot stuff but now you know now that i, I think about it i, I wasn't but I, at that time i did so i had like this confidence this kind of like my, my voice was developed in terms of like the way i could speak and sell like i was able to rush like no other whether it was a little sis or or a new bro um you know i was i was developing my voice in the meeting room <laughs> yeah. so i was getting way more confident i was able to help put events together um yeah yeah so like my business my business you know my, my business savvy got activated savvy. along with having fun you know because the first year i was it was all new like everything felt like a brand new everything so you know especially when you cross it's like okay so the ship part's done now you got to figure out how to be inactive and what's your purpose going to be blah, blah 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 right and so it took about a year and yeah yeah and that's when the fun started yeah. for sure uh uh-huh.
0: <laughs> ladies and gents i'm laughing because talking to somebody like alvin cal state fullerton a little night like me it's such a good feeling yeah. to reminisce about these times it's got to be like the funnest best times but the quickest four years of my life too like it it went super fast it went super fast because life was filled with hip-hop shows parties right girl <laughs> women girls uh of course we studied of course we busted our ass but it was also a lot of fun so uh third year comes around when your third year of college comes around this is my last year in cal state 14. what's happening with you your third year 2007 my right? last year this is yeah we're still kicking this is, it we're still th- kicking and this it. is the reason we're why i said it, dude, uh,
1: like, um you're all like uh, what'd you say i lose i lose touch with alvin and i said and i was like but by I, know, time. I, was like, I lost yeah, by the time, mm-hmm. um, by this time ladies and gentlemen, the housing market crashed so the mm-hmm. my source of funds that was mom and dad that well had dried up because the housing crash had affected them mm-hmm. and so my dad said, son, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to pay your rent anymore soon because you know we got really affected by what happened out here and I said, okay, I'll get a job And so I got a job. Uh, you know like or i got it i I think i already had a job because at 19 i started working at the bank but then i realized i had to turn that job at the bank into actually something more than just a part-time job and that's when i actually started hustling and from there i started leaning into my career which what i I thought was my career in retail banking and put almost all my focus into that and actually Mm -hmm. stopped caring about college altogether because i felt okay mom and dad can't help me i already don't have the ability to do well in school i'm i'm be, i'm lying to myself thinking that i can juggle a 40-hour job and and do full-time school so i tried to do part-time school couldn't do it so i was just focused on work at that time work and going out and hanging out and and, you know
0: so this this is fall this is 2007 right here now, two thousand and seven. This is your right. junior year right. in, co- in college, third year. So you're still taking. I was, but I got disqualified
1: time. twice, Marlon from, from Cal State Fullerton. If I'm being, I'm like, this is like my honest truth, you know, because I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, for a while I was embarrassed to say these things, but you know, it, when I fast, of course, bro. Thanks for you, being. When I fast bro. forward for to where sharing, I'm at bro. here in Arizona and what I've accomplished, and this is not a flex, just saying to to know that i i've i've made a decent life for myself despite those to despite those things i'm comfortable to share that truth too and this is not me trying to turn people away from college and this is not me trying to uh turn my nose up to anyone who's all about school and i'm trying to say is either way you can find your way you know i'm saying and i did and i did it it took a lot of soul searching you know i I had to hit rock bottom a a lot of different times um but the reason why i'm even like talking in this manner is When I finally left, and and you can ask me more questions about Orange County, but I just want to fast forward for a second. By the time I left Orange County and moved back to the Bay Area, I was able to look back and reflect and I was like, damn, I was really like up to no good, you know, and and not up to no good, like joining gangs and like dealing drugs, but up to no good. Like I really wasn't, there wasn't any kind of solid plan or goals in place for my actual future. Um, And it, it took, it took me having to break away from that, you know? quote unquote move again
0: so you you leave you leave orange county your fourth year of college i I was writing it out man i was
1: basically you know and here's another vulnerability like the circle of friends and i we were trying to ride that wave of glory for too long you know and that glory of like oh we're Mm -hmm we're hot stuff, you know, we're going to have fun and chase women. And this is all about going to be, you know, fun, fun, fun all the time. And, and it started getting old, you know, and I, I might've been the ones, you know, at that time, cause I just had my priorities, you know, really wrong. I might've been the one instigating that fun and trying to push it forward. Um, and, and getting us to, you know, what it, how I can relate it to it. It was like Neverland, you know? And, and the Lost Boys. I'm I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious, man. And no, you're no, you're good. Like the, the, I, I take no offense at the laughter. It's funny, but I'm saying like I'm dead serious that that's what it was like. Is it took a while for me to truly wake up. So it wasn't until shoot, dude, 2014, when I realized, man, these last these last three four years, none of these formulas I've been trying to do have have worked for me. Let me let me switch it up and let me break up out of here.
0: So wait, 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 Alvin. So you stayed in 2000, County, so 2014, 2004
1: to 2014. Yeah. I was there. I moved, I moved out of Orange County, uh, October,
0: 2014. So, okay. So by the time your fourth year of college comes around 2007, exactly. you're kind of like fading away from exactly. school you're just taking part-time classes and, and, and throughout, you, I got disqualified, you got disqualified. Like twice
1: within the first two to three years. And then from there, I was just trying to get my, my classes and credits at FJC. And even at FJC, I sucked, man. I just, I wouldn't show up. I
0: wouldn't care. Go ahead. Wait, my bad dog. When you say disqualified, how do they do it? Like exactly disqualified because of our GPA or how did they, oh, so you, so they, so it's basically like, and then so I petitioned my way back in like, like, sure
1: enough, and so one of the, one of the recurring themes for me is I've always been the type to learn the hard way. You know, I would do, I, I don't know why I'm always attracted. And it's not like I, I know it coming into it, but for whatever reason, I tend to do things the most difficult way possible. And so I got kicked out once then I got, they took me back in, gave me another chance and just dropped the ball and got kicked out again. And then was forced to go to FJC where I, I really had no success. You know, I, I might've passed a, a couple of classes, but ended up dropping most of them, if not taking a really bad grade in most of them like i'm telling you if, if i if i could tell you how for many real. times i so, tried the college route i tried at least 10 times 15 times you know like trying meaning like re-enrolling 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 mm-hmm. just, it never worked for me for mm-hmm. me
0: mm-hmm. and then from so so like from 2004 to 2014 like what was happening from 2007 to 2014 yeah, so like you I were was just working, working at then.
1: wells fargo and i decided to finally try to climb the, the corporate ladder and so that was the first time in my life that i ever took a job serious to the point that i was like i was getting promoted like every six to nine months um making good money for nice. how old i was at the time right because i was by the time i left down there i was like 27 28 and by the time i decided yeah. to um really go for it i was like 21 22 and i was like let's go for it and in that three to four year first three to four year run it was great and then those last like two years from like 26 to 28 i crashed and burned um and i think i just you i said yes too many like times no I, I didn't you know I, I didn't take care of myself i uh was overly stressed and i was just chasing the the next promotion and i I burned out it was the first time in my life it was my first time in my life that i experienced in the worst way like i was like this is when i started to my hairline started to recede that's when i started to finally bick my head was towards 27 28. um i was breaking out like crazy like crazy i'd say from like 20 age 25 or 26 to 28 I started breaking out all over my face and you, I know you remember when you met me, I was a pretty clear skinned dude, but bro, the stress and the pressure had gotten to me so hard because what I was trying to reach for was a branch manager. I thought in my, in my mind, I was convinced that that's what I needed to be. And that that's what my future was, was to, to get and manage my own branch and my own team. I thought that was the pinnacle of success for that age at that time. And I was wrong. I failed. I failed at that too. Mm-hmm
0: so you moved to so from there you said you're like you know what Fuck this you know it's not working out for me no more it gets better Maybe orange county it, it, ran its course it, it gets it gets um, way better and oh, i crashed and burned ahead, at ahead, go Wells go Fargo. Ahead, go, went to Union ahead, bank ahead, go where go i ahead. thought
1: i could just go to a different bank and figure it out and that year that i was there i hated it even more to the point that i started talking back to my manager so whenever he, whenever he tried to question me he just, like, would like he was say? like this um what would you say this like heavier set white (laughs) dude um and he's pretty nice i just i i I was so fed up that i didn't care about like rules and um follow-ups and expectations so like whenever a customer would come in i would just give them what they want like okay cool see you later have a nice day right and the goal is you're supposed to try to sell them something you're supposed to look at their profile and try to offer them a solution and so the person would leave he'd look over and be like so what was that person all about i was like oh, all, all they needed was new checks and he was like what else and i was like that's it and then he'd be like well did you review their account i'm like no i didn't you know and and he'd be like why not and he'd be like well just because there wasn't anything like and i i'd like keep talking back to him and he bless his soul because he didn't realize that i was just so sick and tired of it and what i'm getting at is that didn't work then i quit that then i cashed out My 401k from Wells Fargo emptied out my savings. Chased my girl, my ex-girlfriend at the time, around halfway around the world. She was in Thailand. And go ahead. So, so yes, bro. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Hold on, hold on. So these are the. This is is
0: 2014.
1: Yeah, this is 2014, man. This is this is. This, in is the 2014, 2014, this is the last is for Orange County mm-hmm. and it, it, it ends in splendid
0: fashion, splendid fashion. So this is 2014. When this is happening Alvin, this is my fourth year in San Diego. This is what this is. That's what's happening with me. So ladies and gents. We, so by the way, Alvin is a good friend because we pick up where we left off. It's never, it's no, nothing There's funny no vibes. We just pick up right where we left off, but the Yes yeah yes, but sir. these are the lost years these are the lost years I, I i lost touch i lost touch and that's i blame i blame half of that on me because i lost touch to uh trying to figure out san diego so you're chasing your ex around the world what do you yeah, mean so like she, she went to thailand thai. and follow she
1: is thai shout, shout out my ex <laughs> no hard feelings okay. I, I still got you know
0: much respect
1: and love for you in, in that in, in a sense that i just hope you're doing well um that being said She was out there. We were still in touch. We were still friends. And I said, I'm so sick of everything. Uh, Let me just get out of here. I thought the answer was take my money, travel halfway around the world and just get away. What's crazy is my pops took a promotion and was stationed in South Korea at the time. So I had an excuse to start my trip in South Korea, spend about five days with them, and then met her in Singapore, where we traveled for two weeks through Singapore to Malaysia, Cambodia, Thailand, and then and then back home and so i saw five countries in three weeks yeah five five countries in three weeks and, and here's I, so here's then, the thing i so okay
0: i love right this story, i'm telling you, you. in a trip and so i'm out there and, trip, and man, i knew what was waiting
1: for me when i got back home a whole lot of nothing a whole lot of no money a whole lot of no savings i was already falling behind on my payments like i really. I'm telling you, when, I, when I'm telling you I learned the hard way, I was digging a, a gigantic hole for myself. And so by the time we get back, um, I, I had found a job, but when I told them that I had this three week trip to Asia, they pulled my offer and it was a pretty darn good job. Like it would have it been okay. Like it would have helped me get by. And so I came back to no job and I still took it upon myself to throw, my, throw a birthday for myself in Lake Havasu with my boys. Uh, around Labor Day weekend and this is important because you know fast forward through Lake Havasu that was a fun and crazy trip I I we, we end that trip by me dropping my phone in the water so I come back from Lake Havasu with no phone we park my car after we get uh-huh. back we're all tired everyone has in and out to go so they're eating in and out inside all the camping gear is my car was one of the cars that went some of the camping gears in my car one of the boys is like yeah I'm gonna leave I'm gonna grab my stuff out of your car locks comes outside, goes back inside and goes, yo, Locks, where's your car? And I'm like, oh yeah, huh, they took it. And then my boy Jeff at the time goes, "He." I asked him about the story. He goes, yeah, when you said, oh yeah, they took it. He was like, we thought you were in trouble with like the mob or the mafia at this time. What, what I meant by that is I had already known that I was behind on my payments. So they went and repoed my car. And so I'm telling you when it rains, it pours. Uh, and by the way, when I got back from Southeast Asia, of course me and my ex didn't get back together. That that, that was oh, never the plan. On. I was just I was just chasing, you know. So no job, no car, no phone. Um not sure what I am gonna do. <laughs> and so I uh, friends friends helped me. Oh, know, some, sorry, some yeah, pretty God, important man, people. Just... I don't wanna I don't wanna name drop at uh-huh. this point, but some friends helped me out when I was in a really, really dark place. what's funny is I thought I thought that was rock bottom, but it wasn't. Yeah. And Um, I, I find a job in San Francisco because that's what, that's when I realized, so that's to answer your question, sorry, it took a while, but you needed that contact. That's when I realized, let me look for a job back home. I I think because of everything that's going on, I think it's time for me to break up out of here. You know, I, I tend to, this time I overstayed my welcome, but for the most part, I tend to know, okay, I think it might be time for me to go, you know, and dip and do something different. And that's the reason why I went back to the bank yes sir october 2014 yeah i got a job as a recruiter for so this academy of art university in san francisco wow um a private art school that if you end up doing like four wow. years there it's like a hundred thousand dollars bro it's insane um but i only did that for like three or four months and then i ended up losing my job <laughs> Like three or four months, man. I started. In, I started in October, and I was already jobless. So wait. So you only you only worked there for four, four months. was Wells Fargo came, And then Wells Fargo yeah. hit me up on LinkedIn, and um, I thought that they had a good <laughs> offer for me. And and basically the history that I left behind in SoCal came back and bit me in the yes. ass. Come back, um, yeah. They said they said basically your profile is marked as not rehirable. and, and they and they see, didn't realize yeah. that until yeah. after I already put in my two week notice. So by the time I went Maybe. back to Academy of Art University and said, hey, can I rescind my resignation? They said no. <laughs> so Wells Fargo couldn't hire me. Academy of Art couldn't rescind my offer, and I was unemployed again. And that, really? my friend, February of 2015, um, was my rock bottom. Uh,
0: yeah. So this is 2015. Goddamn. Okay. Ladies and gents, this is a turning point. Like and I hope everyone that's tuning into um All Things Fresh podcast I hope that we can share this episode to your uh, your your listeners, your fan base, because they need to. This is this is crazy right here. I, I didn't know this album. I'm sorry, no, I'm in Able, and it's a and as a friend, bro. Like I told you before, have this podcast, I take a phone to, call you to you check know, in. It, dog, it's, it's my bad. It's just easier
1: for me to pick up the phone and check in with you. So you know, I don't want you to feel like you need 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 to carry any of that. Nah, dude. You know, it, it was needed. What it was, bro. It was. I, I needed bad, to. Bro. I needed to take my head out of my ass and and I'll, i go ahead
0: I got a rock uh, go ahead go ahead no I'm saying I, I got a I got a couple rock bottom stories too um you know like how I ended up in San Diego was similar to your situation um I graduated Cal State Fullerton in 2007 I moved back to the Philippines for three months to visit my dad. And then by the time I come back to the US, I don't go back to Cal State Fullerton. I moved back to the Ox. Um, uh, I, I lived with mom for about eight months, nine months. I didn't like it. I told my mom, you know what? It's time for me to get the fuck up out again. And my old college boy ways, I moved back to Fullerton uh, with an ex of course. And, um, I was working for a a company that helps uh, adults with autism, Uh, car broke down, I didn't have a car no more, I had to take the bus to keep it all the way real, I was always late, my my job fired me, so here I am, no job, car broke down, I, I fixed it a little bit enough to sell it again, I sold that car whatever money i had left wow. i went back to cal state northridge to work as a as a dorm advisor for a while for maybe that summer i didn't i didn't like it moved back to the ox for maybe uh i i tried to move back for maybe two weeks and at, at that point i was i was couch surfing i was I, of course my mom's couch is there but i was couch surfing applying for jobs everywhere to I like landed a job in San Diego in 2000, uh, 2010, summer of 2010. I had no experience working with kids with autism. I just Dang. took it because I needed something. And I had about $500 left from the Civic that I just sold. And that, five, that $500 was enough to last me Damn until man. my first paycheck kicked in. So when we say rock bottom, I feel you, fam. My rock, my rock bottom was about 2010 you know what i'm saying so i feel you and i give you props for sticking in there i feel you props for not giving up i give you props and that's why you're you're that's why you're uh, doing creative things now i bet a lot of darkness came out of that but when you healed 100%. yourself in that darkness i bet like new, newfound strength comes into play so new, newfound found strength so okay you fam, know I, I start getting in into shape i yeah, just what's try next? to do what all types of things now what's I, the game I, uh, plan
1: yeah the fitness journey started and i was unemployed for like maybe six seven months and then luckily my i was living with my my best friend and his wife at the time i actually had just moved in here's the thing when i moved back to the bay area i asked my best friend if i could crash at his mom's house how weird of a conversation was that but that's how desperate i was because i was trying to live in hayward because i knew it was close enough for me to bark into San Francisco because I didn't have any means to rent anything on my own. And so I called my boy Bojo I'm like, yo, this is embarrassing for me. So I'm telling you, like I had, talk about needing to just be vulnerable in general, starting at that point, it started. And so I called him, I said, I'm embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed, but I got no one else to ask really, you know, like, do you think your mom would be cool if I temporarily crash with her? while well, I start this job in San Francisco and kind of figure my, my stuff out called her and she goes yeah it's fine you can do it and so I I crashed with her for a bit and then by the time I got jobless again Bojan and his wife took me in that's when I started getting into shape and then Bojan's wife's cousin was working in the telecom industry heard that I was jobless passed the word along and then that's how I kind of start getting my life back together so September 2015 yeah my my best friend's wife's cousin got me a job Yeah so he got your a job a project coordinator for a telecom company it's actually the company that i work for now so i what was contracted with them as project coordinator basically i was just doing like the financials it's basically accounts receivable accounts payable in one role uh, so a lot of like budgets and purchase orders and things like that and i and I, I did that for like a year and a half, year and a half. And I left to go work for my buddy at a car dealership job, that didn't that work sense. out. And ended up coming back to the same company <coughs> uh, in telecom. And then they um, converted me to full time and I got a promotion to a better, a better role, which ended up paying, which ended up paying me more. So I started to build more stability. And then by the time all that rolled yes. around, I realized, yo, I can't really make it out here in the Bay. Area. It's too expensive. And so it was between Arizona and SoCal and go ahead go ahead go, go ahead
0: yep so time out go ahead go ahead, go ahead. so so this is a trend i want to say so what when did Arizona was 2018
1: yeah like middle 2018 it, it, it became an idea
0: mm-hmm. and that so because, it, you know what it was because but, i felt I, I was because making decent jobs money it, or, it or thinking thinking it about it was nowhere near what's needed in the bay
1: area is. to survive and i know I, I was craving my own independence again um because i i rarely lived on my own you know for not there was at one point i lived on my own but it was a, a converted garage so it was a, a, a it was a glorified garage you know it was it was good but it, you know it wasn't a a place i could really call home What I'm getting at is I was looking for something a little more permanent, a little more stable, a little more affordable. And so I remember telling myself, you know, I can probably move back to SoCal um, and make it work out there. And then I remember a girl, Sam, that I I worked with who lived out here in Arizona. Excuse me. She goes, you you know, you can move to Arizona. It's hella cheap out here. And she's the one that planted the seed. And I was like, dude, I never thought about that. And I remember thinking to myself a long time ago when I visited this place, I was like, I can see myself living here. And so I started looking into it. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna do it. And so I flew out here, went apartment hunting, found the apartment that I'm living in right now. And the rest is history, bro. yeah so i moved here january 20 so you
0: you got the apartment but you also bought a house
1: it wasn't until three months ago that i put a Uh, deposit on the home that i hope to be living in in november it's come it's coming up so the first walkthrough is in a couple of weeks pretty nervous and excited at the same time thanks that's coming up that's coming up thank thank you bro thank you Congratulations. (laughs)
0: Congratulations! <laughs> yo. Congratulations! Crazy, bro. Congratulations, bro. Yo. To, to, to think about so, emptying wow. out my Ladies 401k, sorry, you that? You, like... you're
1: making me draw that comparison. The guy that emptied his 401k go ahead, go ahead. that like had nothing in his savings that got his car repoed is buying a house now. That's just a trip to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Right on. Right on. No, uh, it's also um, What Sorry. resilience looks like um, It's 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 so easy for us to self-destruct And I'm glad you didn't I've had my days, bro I, I know how it is to try to self-destruct Because that's it's just a way to numb your pain Appreciate But I'm that. glad that you didn't do that, man I respect that a lot um, Okay Top three tips for a new home Top three tips for upcoming Business Uh Upcoming buy- business owners or um, upcoming, uh, upcoming honestly, home I would owners. Say, What can you, start what by can you talking to a to realtor a
1: and a mortgage lender? Have the conversation because that's your chance to be honest with them about what, what you're making, what your credit score looks mm-hmm. like, what your savings has. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more than just that. So if you think that that's where the conversation stops, they can get creative with you. They can help give you a timeline. They can kind of tell you actually you're not too far off. Um, you know, they can show you the, the different, uh, options or programs that are available. So the first tip I'd say is literally start by having a conversation with a mortgage lender and a realtor. Second, I'd say is start saving, you know, and if you already, if you already have a savings check, the third is, you know, start caring about your credit score. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, unfortunately that, that does matter. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't need to be perfect. I'm learning. It doesn't have to be the most excellent Dude. credit score. Obviously, the higher the number, the uh-huh. better. Um. But <clears throat> don't, don't rule yourself out just because you don't feel your credit's good enough. Because the, to be honest, they can work with a lot of different situations. It just depends. And you won't know until you have that conversation. So those are my top three.
0: Ladies and gents, and this is a, pr- before I skip over the story and the whole purpose of, of Alvin being in the podcast too, is uh, around maybe 2019, I started seeing him post about starting a podcast and right away I was like, yo, I gotta be on that shit, Alvin. And he's like, for show. And um, I, I know that you have deep yes. influence in hip hop, yeah. but these past couple yeah. of years, I'd say you transitioned into being a content creator, yeah. podcast host filmmaker um, you're, you've been editing a lot of content out there so what was that transition like and what inspired uh, you because this is still creative and I I, I believe it's an extension of your MC you know, think, what
1: it, you know how, what, how that happens Is when, when did you, this when start you finally in your head there it is bro and I don't think I've ever said it like this when, when you can finally wake up to a room, to a place, to a job, to a situation, to a bank account that's not really empty and that's not me flexing you know what I mean Right, because trust me, I know what with I know what withdrawals fees look like, guys. I know what negative balances look like. I'm like, this is this is on some real yeah. stuff. But when you can finally wake up and breathe, that breath of fresh air in all aspects of life, that creative yeah. wave hits you again. And sometimes, you know, you have to decide which direction do I want to take it in. And that's what hit me is, I'm I'm ready to get back to my creative side. But what does that look like? And I knew it wasn't the mic yet right I knew it wasn't the mic in terms of music so I said you know I, I liked I liked video editing I just never had mm-hmm. professional gear let me try doing the um, mm-hmm. the 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 iPhone stuff you know and so that's that, that's what it was and then the iPhone stuff led to getting a, a better camera which led to like some paid opportunities which led to me understanding what I do and don't want like I, I truly don't enjoy photography I enjoy film and video and and the podcast kind of came from it because i wanted to start sharing other other people's story plain and simple it was like you know what pandemic hit this is the time you know people's stories matter now more than ever you know we've had this conversation we've had this conversation yeah and so that's where that's where i'm
0: at that's where i'm at amen amen Ladies and gents, I really suggest you guys peep all things fresh on Spotify, Apple, all the streaming platforms. Um, I was listening to the to the clips of uh, of the episodes. Yep, um, yep. I find a common theme. Yes, everybody's been through some shit. Hello? Can you hear me? Every, every Everybody's been through some shit, and it totally makes sense, because the host itself has been through some shit and yes, beat sir. that. Yes, sir. And, um it's crazy huh alvin how important good people is in our lives huh because if it wasn't for them who the fuck will help us up on our feet um and i like how when you move back to to your hometown i like how you didn't move back with your parents like like so when you move back was mom and dad living there central
1: california I think they were like in the Fresno area, and then they ended up moving to, down to Lancaster, and none of that was for me. I was like, I'm not trying to be in Central California right now, and I'm not trying to be in Northeast SoCal, which was like an hour northeast of L.A. You know, none of that, none of that resonated with me, and it was a pride thing, so ever since I left home at 17 up until now 34 I've never moved back in with mom and dad And I'm not trying to say I wrote I'm not trying to say that was a goal it's just personally I didn't want to. I didn't want to wave that that flag and be like I mm. surrender I'm coming home mom and dad now is it can that happen in the future yeah of course dude I can't control what happens and I might have to literally suck up my pride one day eat those words and move back in with mom and dad who knows um but I've tried my, my very best to avoid that um yeah so that's why that wasn't an option they weren't they physically weren't in the bay area when I came back
0: Wow um, what are your top three tips for those who are starting something new? Whatever it is. Just, just start something I mean, fresh it, it, from scratch it, it's it's so what, tempting for me to say what's your advice for the get up, up it, you, you know what it is, is i'm not
1: going to start there because if you don't have it in you need to just get started then these tips aren't for you i'm going to have to say it that mm-hmm. way right so these tips are for the person that has gotten started that's who i'm going to talk to so the, for the person that's gotten mm-hmm. started is start setting some goals imitation mm-hmm. is the best form of flattery mm-hmm. So find your idols, Mm -hmm. find the people you you look up to, find the people in this craft that you're trying to go for that are amazing, that are masters and copy their style and absorb their style. Because within that imitation, you will find your own lane. That's how all the greatest did it. Eminem will say it in his interviews. Tupac didn't sound like Tupac before he became Mm. Tupac jay-z sounded different when he first started versus who the jay-z sounds today because they were all influenced by different styles the different people around them the different things they were listening to and exposed to so if that's paint that's graphics if that's fashion if that's music i don't care you know start imitating set your goals understand what your long term long term and short term goals are and then hone your craft hone your craft hone your craft and and keep it pure true and authentic those are my three tips um, because if money, fame, glory, power is mixed into any of that, then I'm, I'm not talking to the right person.
0: Hey, Amen. Yo, I always ask my guests this what are the top three things you have learned about yourself learned, in 2020? Or
1: just to what, yeah, are, you, what yeah. are you taking away from I've this year? Self care and self love are two different things, but they're very, very, very important. The one thing that people don't really have a grasp on these days or For the most part is self-love. Self-care is pretty easy because you wanna do things like take a shower, brush your teeth, rest, get a massage. But self-love is a whole different thing. Um I've realized go ahead.
0: Look. Mm go ahead go ahead let's break that down what do you think is the biggest difference
1: self-love is for me right let me just speak for myself because i don't want to pretend like i know everyone's truth and situation for me self-love is not being so hard on myself so for me self-love is not judging myself when i feel like i come up short because coming up short the idea of feeling behind or feeling ahead or feeling delayed that's just something we tell ourselves because of the society that we're living inside of it's not true We're not late we're not on time we're just where we need to be you know and when it comes to work and the hustle and the grind there's always these numbers and percentages and a quota or some kind of standard to meet that needs to be better than yesterday or last quarter or last week or last month don't let that be the reason why you don't have love for yourself don't be so hard on yourself you know you need to pat yourself on the back you need to tell yourself it's going to be okay you need to remind yourself that you did try as hard as you can and you can try hard again tomorrow but you don't need to beat
0: yourself up for it that's self-love to me amen even but yes, sometimes sir. even self-care is hard for people even even sometimes right, self-care right. we can't even you know get but I, that, I think that's something that know?
1: people have a little more accessibility to naturally because the self-love piece is uh, some people aren't really used to being kind to their self am learning and that was me like I, I wasn't very kind to myself like mentally spiritually emotionally you know i'd be the kind of guy that like would look in the mirror when i'm messing up and be like yo snap out of it you know quit messing up bro when when what i needed to be hearing was hey you're trying as hard as you can Mm. it's it's hard right now, right right you know maybe maybe take a breather maybe maybe relax tonight you know maybe stop worrying about it tonight maybe stop beating yourself up versus snap out of it snap out of it man up man up you got this you got
0: this and that 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 can only go so far you know i bet mom and dad are proud of you now
1: they are they are you know and um it, it, it took a lot of i mean that's, that's what i'm saying about being late behind right i i know people who've accomplished so much at 24 i'm not i'm not trying to compare myself or say i'm jealous what i'm saying is there's people who are going to do something similar or greater than me at 44 there's people that are going to do something similar or greater than me at 24 so i'm happy that that where i'm at right now and um yes i, I would say i've I, a majority of this has been trying
0: to make mom and dad happy and proud because eventually i just want to give back you know pay it pay it back Amen. to them man Yo, man, any any tips for the incoming freshmen out there getting into Cal State Fullerton? You know, any tips for the college kids tuning in uh, on, on, on how to survive of college? Uh, or, you know, just anything that you could have, you know, that you wish you could have done or anything that you want to pass on to the younger heads. Because, you know, part, part of my podcast yeah. too, man, is to, like, pass the knowledge down, man. We gotta pass yep. it down so they can learn, man. And and look, we still got lots of learning to do. It's not done yet. It's yes, not, sir. It's not yes, done, sir. dude. Yes, sir.
1: You know, I, I can only speak to the people who can relate to to my truth. So if you're already there in college, or thinking about going to college, and you can already tell yourself truthfully that you're doing it for all the mm-hmm. wrong reasons, don't do it. Stop and stop and think about that for a second before you commit. Stop and think about that before you sign that lease on that on, on that on that apartment on that dorm stop and think about it before you move halfway across the country um you know if 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 you already struggle with just making it by in school now but you think for some reason it's going to get magically easier i mean just question those motives and and know also that that work experience is very very important right now especially in 2020 so don't you know education i'm learning um there was one thing that they can't take from you right Is your education i, I respect that one thousand percent but also once you're done with that education a lot of these employers are going to say you know tell me about your resume and tell me about your work experience so don't forget to also make that you know happen at the same time that's what i was saying. Wow, amen amen
0: all right before we go we gotta talk some hip-hop all right what are you bumping yes, all right so I ask my hip-hop I'm gonna I always ask questionnaires for my hip-hop ads so they can kind of give me a quick answer because it shows me what type of hip-hop ads they are all right let's get to it uh E-40 or Matt Dre quick quick
1: quick E-40 as as of as of
0: recently E-40 And why I I I, why you know uh, you think his his music uh, connected a little more uh,
1: is that me picking who yeah, I think? Yeah, just
0: picking who you think who you fucked
1: with more. Like who who just made You know, mm-hmm. I, I got I got I got a lot a lot of love and respect mm-hmm. for Mac Dre, but I was I was late mm-hmm. to that train. So I don't want to pretend like I was a day one of Mac Dre, but I was messing with E40 early because of mm-hmm. my sister. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, I, I got I, I, I gotta stay true. I gotta stay Too true. Short
0: Too, Too short or rapping forte. Too short. Alright. Uh e E-40... Uh, Rapping forte, forte, or be legit. Be legit,
1: uh, Bila. Right. Bila. be
0: legit bro. or JT the bigger figure. Ooh, Woo! Bila. All right, JT the bigger figure or Mac Mall. Mac Mall. Yeah. All right, so you, what up? Okay, um, uh, DMX or Big Pun. Oh man. you know I loved Big Pun, I-, I loved him, but
1: I was on that Ooh. DMX too for sure. I was on, I was on that 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 Cisco song. <laughs> dude, oh, ah, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a- that was a hard song. The-, the way he was just dropping those names Karina, that, Sabrina, right? like, Karina,
0: Sabrina, you did not. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. Um, for sure.
0: Tribe or Wu Tang?
1: that's hard bro as a kid it was Wu-Tang even though I did not understand
0: anything they yeah. were saying
1: because they were too lyrically yeah, advanced for yeah, yeah. me but as an adult as as an adult it's adult. been
0: tried. uh yeah Luda or T.I. uh damn
1: yeah that was hard yeah that was hard yeah I, I mean I love Luda for his like you know his his wittiness and all that but in, in terms of like who was I really rocking with like that made the car thump was, you know,
0: <laughs> outcast or uh outcast or uh let me see outcast or UGK Outcast Outcast. outcast. Alright, we're gonna get into some harder ones. Okay, Jay-Z or Nas mm. Jay-Z. Two, damn. Oh, damn that was yeah, hard. yeah. Okay, I know this is always debated, but Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Uh, why is that?
1: It, it was. It was because I was able to identify yeah. to his path his path and his, mm. his area that he was around. You know, like, oh, man, this guy walked around the same parts. You know, he was at one point in, L- in L.A., even though I was in Orange County, but he was at one point in SoCal. He was at one point in the Oakland-Hayward area. He messed with some of these underground Bay Area rappers that I like listening to today. So seeing that... Uh, infiltration. I, I couldn't say Biggie infiltrated in that way, you know. I just respected him from where, from the throne he was sitting on, from all the way across the. I station. always
0: wonder why Pop didn't make too many songs, songs from too short. That was kind of weird. That was a little. Weird. I bet you there was some. Uh, you know, I bet you there's some kind of tension there, or I don't know, because he fucked with everybody. I mean, for the All Lives on Me, we got Sibo, we got JT, we got E40 on All lives on Me, we got Rapping Forte, we got yeah. we. Oh, I forgot. Yo, yeah. so Mac Mall or Richie
1: Rich. I liked Richie Rich. I, I felt like Mac
0: Mall still in hey, the, the day. Guess who called me on my cell phone? Who? This is maybe 2014. I'm doing laundry. My uncle boy was still alive. My cell phone rings. My cell phone rings. I go, hello? Yo, what up? This rapping for tech. Can you please talk to Marlon D. What? I go, what? oh, and I was like, and I'm 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 here no. I right am with my uncle, right? i go uh yeah yeah this is marlon d yo what up man this Rapping forte i heard you got the plug in san diego i go i go i go yeah yeah what's up? because we were trying to throw a show and someone asked me if i can get connects for rapping forte and i know somebody who was his road manager so the road manager gave him my number so rapping forte called me and um yeah he told me what he needed to charge and and he go can you get that for me i go all right let me see so um I asked the promoter if we can get that for him promoter said yes and then I opened for rapid Forte around 2014 <laughs> he came out here um that's why that's crazy not like that's that's just a random hip-hop story but that's so random right Hey, but it led to an right. opportunity and like I have a lot of respect for the Bay Area and the contributions um what you think of this new Nas album? I'm gonna be real. Ooh, I haven't listened to
1: it yet. You know, when it comes to a lot of the new music that's coming out these days, I'm gonna be real with you. At, at my current state, I have a hard time keeping up with the new stuff. Oh, that's all I'm, good. I have a real, I have a real hard time. Like I find myself coming back to the older stuff that I'm familiar with. But I, I, I'm hearing good things. I, I need all to right. listen to
0: it. You got, you know, got to check Conway the Machine. He's just type just type Conway the machine. Uh, you gotta check out West Side Gun. The, the new album dropped today. And check out the new Not shit and check out the new locks. The, the locks got a new album. Just, just some brand new shit. Some brand new New York shit. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I've been bumping. There's there's nothing n- n- not a lot of good stuff comes out, but every now and then good shit like this comes out, you know?
1: on way the machine. Uh, West side
0: say. gun. West the West. locks. All right. uh, the new nuts. uh you're going to like the new does I think the production for this one hit boy hit boy gave him like a different sound dog. it's like it's like 2020 current nons. like what what he really? needs to be i mean he's not trying to sound like on know trap shit, but the beats definitely sound like all right it sounds it doesn't sound 1995 and that's good because it's fucking 2020 like it's good that it's a brand new sound it sounds fresh bro um i will no, no doubt time. man um any final thoughts for the listeners out there man it's been such a pleasure bro and by the way everybody everybody tuning in Check out all things fresh on Spotify. Check out the website alvinlax.com. You can follow him on Instagram at Alvin Wax. And you can also follow the Instagram page of the podcast at ATF, right? Or at ATF. ATF. ATF the the podcast. podcast. And we're gonna plug all that in in the episode description. <laughs> um any final thoughts? I mean we can keep going, you know? Any final thoughts? I was like, you know. Hey
1: it's 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 been a it's been a fun ride like i i don't think i've ever strung together that entire story for anyone before i appreciate the platform you are the first person to bring me on to a podcast Amen. so uh, i appreciate the honor the honor of you doing that i'm happy to have you hey you thank you bro uh, i'm very i'm very excited for what this guy marlon d is doing make sure you guys continue to listen <laughs> to this guy thank you. Uh, and continue to show your love and support i'm really excited for what you're doing hey man and it, it's, i'm happy to have you join uh the world of podcasting because we we need more of us you know uh, we have we had this conversation it's not a feast or famine brothers there's there's enough space at the table for all of us to eat so i can't wait to see what thank you, you so,
0: so much man keep creating keep creating keep bringing out these real stories sir. people gotta hear stories and i love i love how yes, your sir. latest episode you broke down your history I was peeping at your episodes today, man, you I love how you're breaking down your history for the people so they can get to know the host itself, you know? Yes, I got uh, that idea for you. Hey,
1: g- give, give credit where it's due, bro. Me? Yeah, I went, I went for a while realizing, man,
0: I, I need to turn back and tell the story real quick. So thank you. Thank oh, you for sure, that Alvin. Ladies and gents, this is Andy Podcast episode 15. I want to thank you guys for peeping out all the episodes so far. All the, all the subscribers. I love you guys. Laughs. Love you, man. Thank you so much. All right? I'm going to hit you when I get off. I love I'm gonna you hit too, you right bro. Now. One love. All right, for sure. Peace.